Today is Sid 36. Welcome back to the show on this Wednesday. Yesterday we spoke with Lieutenant Governor Jeanette Nunez about the debate, about the prospects as we head down the home stretch of this election cycle, and also the commentary about DeSantis in 2024. If you missed the interview, check out the Brian Mudd Show podcast and hear what she had to say, which included... A conversation along those lines literally never having happened between her and the governor. Thought that was interesting. Now, somebody who was recently with the lieutenant governor encouraging early voting, State Representative Tom Fabricio, who joins us once again. Good to talk with you. How you doing? Good, Brian. How are you doing? Everything, uh, everything good over there? I am feeling very optimistic about how things are going to turn out this year. How? What's the, the feeling you have as we're, we're closing in on Election Day? So I am cautiously optimistic. And the reason I say that is because, you know, we're seeing some great poll numbers. Um, I go out and I speak with folks uh, at the polls and folks on the street and things are looking great. But we got to make sure that uh, we get the right turnout out, that we we need to make sure that our friends or neighbors go out and vote. And um, otherwise, you know, we can have. I mean, it would be a terrible prospect to even consider having Charlie Crist as our governor again here in the state of Florida. So we need to go out there and support Ron DeSantis and Jeanette Nunez. We need to support Marco Rubio. Uh, we need to make sure that these policies are supported and these these individuals get back into office. We had historically seen a trend that was as old as early voting in our state where Republicans typically would lead in ballots cast through the mail and Democrats would have a often sizable advantage through early in-person voting, typically with Republicans uh, out outperforming on Election Day itself. Well, in 2020, that all changed. And mm-hmm. we, we saw Democrats for the first time hold that uh, early voting, or I'm sorry, the vote-by-mail advantage with Republicans actually holding an advantage with early in-person voting. Well, it looks like that wasn't just about the pandemic year. It, it is a trend that is holding. As we take a look at what's happened across our state, we see Democrats with a sizable advantage and votes that have been cast by mail. While we're seeing Republicans, we're still about half the state that isn't involved in early voting yet, we see Republicans with a sizable advantage with early in-person voting. What do you make of that? So back in 2020, when I ran, um, my opponent was making a lot of hay about the fact that the uh, vote-by-mail turnout was heavily uh, heavily Democrat-based and uh, saying, look, we're on our way to win, we're on our way to win. And uh, that's not the case. uh, Republican voters um, are preferring to vote at early voting. Uh, They like to vote in person. They're going to vote in person. We've been seeing some heavy lines in the Miami Lakes area. Um, and we see the turnout happening. Uh, Republican voters like to vote in person. So, yeah, that that narrative has flip-flopped, and uh, Republicans are showing up to vote in person. And, uh, you know, we are expecting a good, strong turnout. But that, nevertheless, I, I keep cautioning folks, don't rely on that. Don't rely on the fact that it looks good. Got to go out and vote. But absolutely, um, you know, that narrative has definitely changed. As we, uh, and by the way, I mean, on early voting, my wife and I, we were out yesterday, and there was pretty solid turnout that we witnessed as well. Uh, and even in, you know, traditional Democrat majority counties, we are seeing, like, you know, for example, um, Miami Dade and, and Palm Beach County, we are still seeing Republican advantages in early in person turnout there, something I'll be tracking throughout this. An issue that I have been hot on 
for some time. Spoke to our CFO, Chief Fire Marshal Jimmy Petronas, about again late last week, and you know, we're keeping the conversation going. In fact, today's Q and A of the day that we'll get to at eleven fifty is about it. Property insurance. It's obviously an issue that Charlie Christ as well is running on and and trying to hang around the neck of Governor DeSantis as the governor is calling for yet another special session before the year is up to deal with the issues we have before us. Obviously, the problems we had are going to be made worse by the impact of Ian. What do you think is necessary in a special session to finally and effectively deal with our property insurance crisis? And, and I just want to comment on this before I get to that. Uh, Charlie Crist, uh, in in the opinion of absolutely many, if not all, uh, was the creator of the situation that we find ourselves in. Charlie Crist, of course, I mean, he was a Republican then, but, you know, really a sheep, uh, you know, uh, a wolf in sheep's clothing. He expanded citizens. He created, the, uh, and by expanding citizens and having the government step in on the market in the way that he did, He's caused the issues that we're seeing today. Um, but mainly, so citizens expanded massively. It's competed with the regular market. You don't want government competing uh, with the market. That's, that is a problem. And, of course, expanding government is always a problem. But beyond that, uh, one of the issues, that, one of the main issues that we're seeing, which is causing uh, what we're having today, is the expanded amount of litigation that we're dealing with. We have 88%, so 8% of the claims nationally are here in Florida but 80% of the litigation is here in Florida. So one of the elements in law, in the Florida statutes that's feeding that is a one-way attorney's fee uh, statute. And so uh, that needs to be dealt with. We need to either pare that down substantially or remove it altogether. Um, that's, uh, and by doing that, which I believe that there is an appetite to get that done now in this special session that's gonna be, uh, I believe will occur in December. I believe that will uh, help dramatically reduce litigation in Florida. Uh, it will maintain access to courts for those who have meritorious claims, but it'll also signal to the markets uh, that Florida is not going to be a litigation haven um, and that, you know, the carriers will come back to the state of Florida and, we'll, and they'll be competing for the premium dollars, which is the ultimate goal here. I agree with everything you just said. The obvious question is, why, though, wasn't this done sooner? Why do we have to wait until we have another special? There was, uh, I think there was some trepidation against um, uh, paring down or eliminating the one-way attorney fee statute. Uh, you know, the arguments, on, there's arguments on both sides of that. One argument is that you need that one-way attorney fee statute in order to um, have attorneys uh, represent the little guy. And I agree, you need to, you, you need attorneys to represent the little guys, 100% always. Uh, however, when you have, uh, such a, uh, obscene lopsided, uh, climate with litigation, I don't know if that's necessary anymore. And my view of it is, cause I never ever support anything that would limit access to courts. My view is, why can't the homeowner's litigation be handled uh, like other injury slip and fall cases are handled, where the attorney takes a portion of what he's able to get the uh, the plaintiff, rather than a situation where the attorney gets the plaintiff 
but then the attorney separately uh, gets on their own directly from the insurance company uh, a fee award of maybe $150,000, which may have a multiplier that they're able to get through current law today. So that's, that's what's causing these problems, and I think that's what needs to be done to resolve it. All right. Here's to getting it done. <laughs> State Rep. Tom Fabricio. Really appreciate the time and the conversation. Thanks, Brian. Take care. Have a great day. You as well. All right. And coming up, we're going to have a trending story, and we're going to check in with Dick Morris. You know, it was a couple months ago when we checked in with him. He was painting this picture of a Republican wave scenario, talking about Republicans maybe getting to 53 Senate seats. At the time, it seemed like it was rose-colored glasses. Anymore, it looks altogether possible. Get an update on where he thinks we sit as we're closing in on Election Day. That's coming up next here at the Brian Mudd Show, News Radio 610, WIOD.